Hello, friends. Last night during our Wednesday night English prayer meeting, I shared a devotion from Habakkuk chapter 3, and I just wanted to share it with you. Today, I want to talk to any of you who are anxious, stressed, or worried. I know at least in our church, this is week number seven of the COVID-19 crisis here in Los Angeles. In our church, there are generally two uh, contexts or two types of, of families, two types of people. There are those who are relatively healthy uh, and relatively unimpacted by the economic effects of COVID-19. And so for, for many of those um, adults that I'm ministering to, uh, you, you are bored and you are at home. Praise God that you're healthy and that you're doing okay. And you're waiting just for things to open up so that things can get back to normal, at least as close as possible. But then there are others. There are families that are struggling. There are marriages that are struggling because sins are being exposed during this quarantine. There are, there are parents that are struggling in raising their children. It's stressful having the kids at home all day and trying to figure out how to do school at home. Uh, there are those of you who have lost your jobs or you've been furloughed and you're worried and you're anxious about, about how to provide or, or what's next in your career path. Um, and so generally, and then there are those who are um, on the front line of healthcare or essential workers. And every day you're surrounded by by stress and anxiety and worry. So this devotion is for you, anyone who is anxious, worried, or stressed out. And the reason I chose Habakkuk is because Habakkuk is a book where the prophet in chapter one, he cries out to God and he says, how long, O Lord? Because what he sees is he sees his people, God's people, sinful and wicked. They've turned away from God and he cries out to the Lord. He says, Lord, do you see this evil? Do you see your people in infidelity to you? How long, O Lord, are you, are you going to wait until you do something, until you bring revival. And then God reveals what he's going to do. And you see this throughout uh, chapter 2. And what God is going to do, God says, I am going to do something, Habakkuk, but you're not going to like it. And so when we read it, it's not something that satisfies us. It doesn't satisfy Habakkuk. And God says, I am going to judge my people. I'm going to judge Israel through uh, through the Chaldeans. And so here's the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans were a powerful military force during that time. And they were going across the land, just conquering everyone. The Chaldeans are also known as the Babylonians. And so here's, by the time you get to chapter 3, here's Habakkuk, God's servant. He knows that the people are unfaithful. He knows that the Chaldeans are coming, that there's going to be this crisis of warfare and everything that comes with that famine and, 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 and people, God's people being in exile. And, and he's just sitting there knowing that God's not going to do anything to stop it. And so that's his heart. And here's where I want to encourage you in Habakkuk chapter three, uh, in the, in the final verses in 17 and 19, Habakkuk 3, 17 and 19, there are two truths that I want you to see. First, we need to remember God's faithfulness in times of fruitlessness. Remember God's faithfulness in times of fruitlessness. And second, in second, we need to rejoice in God himself, not just his blessings. We need to rejoice in God himself, not his blessings. Let me read you Habakkuk chapter three, verse 17. Habakkuk, Habakkuk says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, 
yet he rejoices in God. And the picture that he paints for us in chapter 3, verse 17, it's a picture of being surrounded by death and famine. Death and poverty. I mean, you, you think about it. The, the trees aren't bearing any fruit. Uh, there's no produce of the olive Right, the fields have no food. There's no crops. The flocks are dying. The flock be cut off from the fold. Their livestock is dying. There's no herd in the stalls. This is a picture of complete devastation. And and what comes to mind for us is is we're not facing an invasion. And and I don't think any of us would go around saying very very strongly that 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 everything related to COVID nineteen is God judging his people i know i know god is calling us to repentance i uh, i've preached that god is raising our awareness and bringing him back bringing the church back to him in repentance Uh, so it's a very different context but yet if you're working in the hospitals and you're a physician a pa you're you're a doctor you're a nurse and, and maybe you are surrounded with COVID patients, maybe you're surrounded by this aroma of death. Maybe you're worried because your coworkers and fellow medical workers are starting to get sick. I mean, that's the feeling. Things seem fruitless, and you cry out, cry out "How long, O oh Lord, are we going to go through this exhaustion?" And where do you find joy? In those moments, God doesn't call us to find joy in the present circumstance. Instead, He calls us to remember his faithfulness. If you're a Christian, remember your salvation. Remember all the times that God has been there for you. And you see that in verse 18. He says, despite this fruitless situation, despite being surrounded by death, yet I will rejoice, not in the circumstance, but in the Lord. In the Lord. I will rejoice in the Lord. And I take joy, he says, I will take joy in the God of my salvation, remembering God's faithfulness to Habakkuk, remembering God's faithfulness to you, not so much the fruitlessness. There's no joy in the fruitlessness of the situation. The joy is in remembering God. And then he rejoices in God himself, right? The second thing, he rejoices in God himself, not the blessings, because there's nothing that's seemingly like a blessing. You know, oftentimes we think of God's blessing as God giving us what we want. You know, so if God takes care of the economy and we were benefit, we benefit from that. We're like, "Okay, God, you're blessing us." If God gives us good health, "Okay, God, you're blessing us." But that's close to the health and wealth gospel. You see, God is good and God blesses us with his presence and and with a relationship with us even when we don't have the tangible blessings or the visible blessings in front of us. And so he says, "I will take joy in God, in the God of my salvation, not so much the blessings. And then in verse 19, he says, God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deers. He makes me tread on high places. And Habakkuk is able to stand. He stands because he stands in the joy of the Lord. So that's my encouragement for any of you who are worried, stressed, or anxious during this season. We don't know how long, oh Lord, um, but but we can remember to remember God's faithfulness in the midst of fruitlessness, and we can rejoice in God himself, not just his blessings. Love you more than you know.